It's time for building the game. Building the game. With Jason and friends. Tabletop game design. The the end of the episode that's when it technically ends hello and welcome to the building the game podcast for the week of monday may 31st 2021 uh this is episode 470 and i'm your host gray dietrich and i'm here tonight with my co-host ian winningham hello ian how are you doing this evening uh doing pretty good doing pretty good just got a game test in. I'm feeling pretty, pretty, pretty jazzed about that, about all that. All right. All right. Um, and let's talk to our special guest this evening. Uh, he is a man about town. He is a quite the debonair individual and uh, he's dabbled in a little game design. Um, Jason Slingerland, how are you doing this evening? Doing very well. It's exciting to be here. I have a longtime listener, first time contributor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was delightful uh, fun. All right, Jason, <laughs> you take this thing back. <laughs> well, hey, it's uh, it's good to have you both on. Uh, Gray, you were on a while back. Uh, I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was a while back. Um, yeah, and uh, so it's nice to have you again. You didn't bring Tanner. He was banned from the show. Um, for reasons I can't I can't say um, mostly because you said I'm going to bring someone else uh, I mean it's so probably it's, it's probably because Tanner's a vampire now oh well you know yeah yeah says the guy who won't turn his webcam on um, <laughs> yeah yeah for all I know <laughs> you could be a vampire as well or a werewolf or something else it's very true ghoul or goblin uh but it is exciting to have you on the show, Ian. You are also in Grubs, I have to assume, because those are the only people Gray knows. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. I, I am a honorary. I, I I consider myself an honorary Grub. <laughs> but um, so, where is it you're from then? If you're an honorary Grub, uh, so I'm actually in uh, Bloomington, in uh, Indiana. So mm, okay, All right. so yeah, uh, we uh, uh, me and Gray and. Um, a couple of the other guys met at uh, the Proto Spiel in South Bend. Uh, and so then when the lockdown happened, uh, Gray, I think it was Gray who reached out and was like, hey, you want to you want to join us on Discord and do game design o- over the Internet? And like, yes, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I, so there's one thing I learn every time I have a different guest on that that's gone to a proto spiel is that I thought there was one proto spiel and then I thought there were two. And now I realize there's 2 million different proto spiels because every time I talk to someone, they're like, well, that was a proto spiel Antarctica. And it was (laughs) really good. A little chilly, but those penguins sure can play games, you know? So, um, yeah, like it is just everywhere, (laughs) which is good thing. It's a good thing, but it's just Mm -hmm. funny because you're like proto spiel, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna say like Ann Arbor, and then you're yep. like proto spiel, Bloomington, Indiana. I mean, so South yep. Bend, Indiana, and I'm like, yep. what? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's interesting. Um. Well, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what have you, uh, what have y'all been up to designing games on the internet? Other than that, anything else? Um. Yeah, been uh, just uh, uh, I mean, just just like personal projects like rewatching all about all Babylon 5 while uh, doing uh, exercises. 
That is Babylon uh, Five. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I haven't thought about that show in a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, but hey, you were exercising, so that's always good. It's uh, you know, uh, whatever gets you through it. If it's Babylon Five, go for it. You know. Yep. I've I've been doing whatever whatever the opposite of exercising is. I've been doing that. So not watching Hiber- Babylon Five. Hibernating, I think, is. Uh... <laughs> Just packing the food in and hibernating. I think that's that's what I've done. Um, oh see, wow, wow! News uh, with me. Um, I'm happily fully vaccinated, so uh, yeah, like live live uh, live gaming is slowly starting to creep back in my life a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fantastic. Uh, as rewarding as like online get-togethers have been. Um, you know, starting to get some of that live playtesting and live gaming uh, is is pretty good. I've missed it. Yeah, you sh- funny you should mention that. I for the first time in uh, I've stopped counting. Uh, I got to do an in person game uh, with my friend Ken Franklin, uh, who's also fully vaccinated, as am I and my wife. Uh, so we went over there and played games with his wife. Uh, I was introduced for the first time to a game that people have been telling me for I don't know a couple years now. Uh, that I should absolutely uh, play. And I said, okay, and they never did. And that game is Quacks of Quidlinburg or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out that game is really good. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why I didn't think it was because uh, the Tavern of Teeth and whatever they call it in Tavern of Tiefenthal is what I played the German version that Kopak had. Uh, mm-hmm. And that game is amazing. And it's by the same guy. Uh, and I actually think think quacks is a little better um i like that even more um and i found out that it's out of print so that's cool so i spent a lot of money on ebay buying a brand new copy of it uh because it was like well i gotta have it this game is amazing yeah have you have you two played that oh yeah i have yes i i actually got one of uh one of my friends in indianapolis hooked on it at gen con and like he he, he's now like i have all the expansions (laughs) Well, like it's it's really interesting to me because basically, like the, the game, it, it's just like it's just like tavern where you you set it up and you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much happening here, and then ten seconds later, you're a master at how the game works, mm-hmm. um, and you don't know how it happened, <laughs> and it, it's just it's yeah, and the game is Wolfgang. Uh, uh, Warsh, you know, or as I call him, you know, Wolfie. Um, I'm just kidding. I, no, I have no idea. I've never met the guy. Um, but I'd love to. But it, um, has just this way of designing where things just make sense. Um, and complain in like, uh, communicating and explaining complex ideas in very, very simple, straightforward ways. Um, that I think is is a really big, really big strength. Uh, as a designer that I I wish that's something I was better at. Like that is, I think is one of the hardest things to do really well as a designer um, is to be able to, to, you know, take a game that is fairly complex and make it really, really straightforward and simple. And uh, he and whatever team he works with just, they just knock it out of the park. So yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So that was my big game story. Um, but hey, you all were like, let's talk about a topic. And I was like, I like talking about topics. Um, so 
you guessed it, we're going to talk about a topic. A gray, great. <laughs> since since you have those, you know, amazing vocal cords where you sound so so amazing. Why don't you explain to all of us what the topic is? What is the topic? What are topics really? Let's dissect what a topic could be. Now, um now I'm starting to worry that I'm sitting across from Rob and he has no <laughs> idea what the topic is and he's just trying to buy time. <laughs> that happened a few times. Um so um I was going to bring another um co-conspirator in my uh uh, the, the, the group project that my game design group has been working on. The, the, the group is named Grubs, and the game is named Grubs. Uh, go back to my episode in January if you want to uh, hear more about that, but I can recap that in a little bit. Called, the thing is, that episode is titled Grubs Gonna Pupate. Grubs Gonna Pupate. That is the name Grubs of the Grubs Gonna episode. Pupate. All right. Yeah, um, so look that up. So Ian's another one of my co-conspirators. So um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanted to bring, you know, another one of the team members uh, along with me. Uh, seriously, as awesome as an individual as Tanner is, um, I wanted to spread the love around a little bit. Um, so I'm like uh, thinking to myself, hey, what has Ian been up to recently? Um, Mostly and... some personal projects, mm-hmm, um, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some... <laughs> Some yeah. Babylon Five and some exercising. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. I mean, and also like, 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 like when when you when you mentioned like oh other than game design oh well hang on let me think <laughs> because I I I always have like five projects going on at a time so just yeah no I I I have that problem too yeah. <laughs> so and we interrupted Gray. Sorry, Gray. Yeah, keep, yeah. Keep going. You were doing well. Specifically, the game design stuff that you have frequently worked on is when a game design contest rolls around um you are always cooking up a design for the contest and Mm -hmm. i personally have always been impressed at your inventiveness for like whatever restriction the contest brings about um you've come up like with some very interesting um, some very interesting concepts, um, and you've come up with designs that execute on those fairly well. Um, so, uh, I was curious to have Ian talk a short bit about his experience with, um, designing games for contests, um, and what you found appealing about that, um, and whatnot. I know, mm-hmm. um, Chris in last week's episode touched on the current button shy contest, which is 18 right. cards to make a role playing game. Sounds like an incredible feat to try and shoehorn into 18 cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a whole variety of platforms that often run contests. So, um, Ian, why don't I hand it off to you a second? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, let's see, I, I, I was trying to think back to like how many contests I've, I've entered in like the past two, two or so years. And I think it's around, uh, eight, uh, that I've actually completely, uh, 
like like entered in um and uh i have to say the uh uh i can't find the links for it now but uh it was uh something like cameron art um uh contest where the uh were the most fun to work on because um uh, I got an email back uh, from from both my entries that was like super detailed uh, feedback on uh, on it, on the design and how it and how they they felt it played, and it was immensely helpful for uh, for further development. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, I would say the no- the number one thing that uh, that you need to to learn how to do to to uh, to to do well in a in a contest as far as like uh getting placed high is actually be uh is get good at uh video editing um because so many contests uh uh have a uh uh something like a two minute or three minute pitching video uh element to them and uh the sharper that looks uh the more likely you are to actually uh uh, to get uh, featured in the in in the top spots, which kind of makes sense because I mean, like, if if the if the video grabs them, they they don't have to, uh, they don't have if if they're just watching like a whole bunch of videos, they don't have to dig into the rules. They can see what kind of what's going on and they can make some snap judgments. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but it also makes it kind of hard on. <laughs> on you if, if your video doesn't look that 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 cool or interesting that you can uh, kind of get left in the dust which has happened to me a few times i i, I feel <laughs> right right but, so, uh, so it's kind of true of, um, you know right yeah it's yeah. kind of true of advertising in general like mm-hmm. um i could probably touch on this and like i'm researching kickstarter stuff for a group project and it's like Feel like the bar is incredibly high for like all the the non-game design elements that go mm-hmm. into selling a product um yeah it's oh, uh, it's, it's, it's it's a heavy insane. load yeah yeah and and i think that the you know we had brenna noonan on not too long ago and she it, gosh it was probably a while ago at this point but um she talked a lot about you know budgets and stuff and advertising for kickstarters and like the competition is just so stiff on a lot of that i mean Mm -hmm. we had matthew hawker on talking about his game bittersweet a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. um and he his his game just ended at kickstarter it funded uh he wanted ten thousand dollars it made like ten thousand and two like ten thousand two hundred and fifty i think and his game looks fantastic he did a lot of self promotion for it and stuff. Like he did a lot of work on that, um, and it and it and it barely and it was like the type of game you feel like would do well on Kickstarter, and it it just made it right, right. Um, and yeah, it's because like you said, there are so many non game related things that you need to be good at to get your game noticed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I would be interested to to hear like when you talk about making the video like when you talk Mm -hmm. about like making a video like what are some pointers you might give out to some people who are who are newer at it or you know like i mean i've been actually editing videos for 30 years um that's not true about 25 (laughs) years but um but like but i and i still feel like i 
sometimes struggle to make like the right video to explain a game and get people's attention with it. So yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think that the 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 videos that have gone over the best uh, have uh, definitely featured like uh, real people on screen uh, and like facial reactions to things happening uh, in the game. Um, uh, like uh, uh, one one of my first ones was called uh, "Here Have This," uh, which was a take that game but more polite. Um, and uh, uh, the video was me passing cards to myself uh, with uh, with uh, careful editing. Uh, so I was passing a card like, "Here, have this card," and it's like, "Oh, here, have this card." And I was, uh, you know, go start <laughs> going around going around in a circle, and I was like, "Oh man, you gave me the worthless rock." Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, so so that that one went, went over well uh, with with the, with the judges uh, for, from a video perspective, and then uh, they also liked uh, in that game. Uh, one of the special rules, which was uh, the balloon cards wanted to float out of your hand. Um, so, uh, uh, so, so they liked that, that, uh, that, that part of it too. in in the, in the first, uh, in the first go around, but yeah, like, uh, yes. but then like uh, some of the uh, videos that didn't go over as well um, uh, uh, for, for uh, be- because of like lockdown, I didn't have access to a lot of people um right, right so i ended up using um uh footage from uh that i uh that i uh pulled off of uh tabletop simulator and that just does not look nearly as dynamic and it's very hard to make that right, look, right. look look super interesting um so that that's a that's a big challenge like i like i i, I did a little bit of video editing in high school and um it just did not prepare me for for that level of make make this look good (laughs) right right no that's fair yeah yeah yeah. and it's it's yeah it's tough to make you know like you can use tts i think to make a really nice little rules like walkthrough like Mm -hmm. i think it's fantastic for that but yes that's for the person that says hey i want to learn how to play this game uh and they're looking specifically at your game it's not hey i'm in a contest and i need you to get my attention right i mean right yeah, that's you got a lot of competition and more and more people are, you know, making flashier and flashier things for that kind of stuff to get judges attention. I think GameCrafter is a great example of that, too, where, you know, you'll see tons of entries for contests and most of them get hardly any votes at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, even games that look real good. Yeah, um, because it's, you know, so much of it is like, let's market this. Like, let's just not enter the contest. And that honestly for me has been what I think one of the bigger turnoffs to context only because it means that they're incredibly time consuming, right. To, mm-hmm. to do everything for. Yeah. Um, Especially since, yeah. since I'm guilty of uh, like focusing on the, on the marketing in the final week of the, of the contest and like, <laughs> like, sp- like, like spending like the majority of the time actually making a game that works and then it's like, oh yeah, I should probably like you know write down the rules and and get a video out. That that's usually yeah. in in the, in the last week, which is is not the best way to actually handle that. <laughs> uh, but uh, correct. But uh, yeah, like like you definitely need to be thinking about uh, how you want to market it from from the word go. Um, mm-hmm. if, if you're if you're serious about actually winning, um, but I would say. Um, uh, as far as just a reason to flex your, your design muscles, uh, I think you should enter every contest. 
That I agree with. Yes, that is. I I tend to do the trick where like I will see a contest and think that looks cool, and then I'll just noodle over that design idea for quite a while, and then mm-hmm. never actually turn it in. But sometimes those games will turn into something mm-hmm. uh, because you know I, I get, you know I, I take the idea and I, I put it in my brain and just let it let it let it let it simmer for a while right? yeah. <laughs> rather than like trying to do all the steps. Um, and I've done that a lot with game crafter ideas simply because. I know that there's no way that I'll ever enter a game crafter contest on my own uh, and have, have something ever come close to, you know, getting any sort of recognition um, for it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think some of the most interesting contests have uh, interesting restrictions. Yes. To them. Um, You know, sometimes it's just the form factor of container um like game crafter has a small box contest going right now um so you're limited to a certain size and they're also prompting you to use the box as a component Mm -hmm. Um, but then they had the mint tin contest a little while back um sometimes it's a mechanism like they want you to do like uh you know hidden movement or whatever Mm -hmm. um so I, sometimes just noodling about, oh, they've given me this interesting restriction. Well, how how the heck would I go about doing that? And that's that's a fun stretch for your brain. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it gets you thinking in in different directions uh, than your normal game design habits have you going in. Absolutely, absolutely. I think designing to restrictions is one of the best. Um, is one of the best tools that, that we can use as game designers, um, for sure. Because um, w- when you design around restrictions, it really forces you to get creative, right? It really forces you to think outside of the box of what you normally would do. You can't just throw pieces at something to solve problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, that that has been really helpful for me as well. And I, and I think that is the single best thing about contests, for sure. Um that and I, I do think that, you know, there are some people who might not design if it wasn't for contests, right? Like they, they'll take the time to do contests because they need that particular motivation. And I think that's fantastic if they can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the other way to go to, to go around doing contests, which I also do is just have a bunch of game design projects going at once and then wait for a contest to, to come around that, that uses that, that particular, uh, that particular thing. Nice. Yeah. And, and I actually did that once uh, and I, I did have to heavily modify it, but um, it ended up, uh, ended up uh, working out pretty good for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've done that for some different, um, some different pitching exercises where, a company would say, Hey, we're looking at these types of things. And then just kind of like running through, like, which games do I have that I could tweak to fit this? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, for sure. Because that definitely gives you a leg up when you can start with something then starting from scratch, right? Cause starting from scratch, that's, that's rough sometimes, yeah. especially when you have a tight time constraint on it. Mm-hmm. I like some of the uh, the game crafter contests that run for like over half a year. Like it feels like a very, you know, robust amount of time to be able to conjure stuff up from scratch. Um, then some stuff like uh, when Button Shy runs a contest, it's it's often for just 
a much shorter amount of time. Like, like two months max. Up? Like, I know I'm limited to 18 cards. Like, that's one of the interesting restrictions that's inherent to any button shy contest. Um, it's like, how, how do I come up with a, a complete game in that short amount of time? But, you know, dozens and dozens of people do come up with uh, right. uh, scrolling through some of the, the contest entries and like looking at other people's rule books um, is, is another just font of ideas to see what other people have come up with as solutions for these interesting restrictions is another great source of, you know, ways to learn um, what solutions there are to these interesting problems that are posed by the contest. Exactly. Exactly. And it is, it is, you know, to, to prove, I think that restrictions really do make a difference uh, in, in kind of like intriguing people and, and sparking ideas. Um, Tagmire said that the contest, they had the, the most applicants by far. I want to say it was a couple hundred um, was the 18 cards, all the same card. He said mm-hmm. that's the most uh, submitted to contest they've ever had. And it, I mean, it was like literally the ultimate restriction, right? You yeah. get 18 of the same card. Good luck. Mm-hmm. But there were some... There were some genius ideas that came out of that that mm-hmm. had like some oh, really yeah. elegant gameplay. The one one of them that sticks out in my mind is one I think it was called Hoplite. Oh yeah, um, yeah. About a a a style of uh, historical fighter, um, and just the mechanisms that were in place in this semi uh, uh abstract you know, dudes fighting in a grid game. Like some of the interesting things that came out of that were like, I'm, I'm astounded. Like I, mm-hmm. I aspire to be yeah. that inventive within a restriction like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that right. one. And the, uh, the one where the minnow is trying to escape a net or something like that. That one was also like mind blowingly. What is going on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially, especially because I, I remember one of the restrictions, uh, one of the things in that game was, is that it was a one versus a many game, but you didn't know if you were the one or the many until somebody played a particular card in a particular way, <laughs> which was an interesting way to to uh, to pick your, oh, uh, wow. your 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 team. Is that you just like, no, I'm the one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I I didn't see that one. I'll have to look that one up. That sounds mm-hmm. really interesting. Yeah. So, so what are some what are some tips you might give to people specifically around, you know, hey, I want to enter a contest. You know, what uh, first of all, what what how what do you think the best way to find contests are? I mean, we know about the game craft, we know about button shy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where else where else do you go to kind of source ideas for con you know to find contests that you can you can join? Um, there's a uh, design group on uh, Facebook for uh, AEG. Um, yes yep familiar um, with that one yep uh they they uh they often do uh design contests and pitching contests uh so that's a good place to to find stuff for that um i think bgg uh also has um uh contests periodically uh it's another good place to look um 
and I, I really wish I, I could find my uh, my old link to uh, um, the other the other thing I was I was talking about uh, if it's if it's still going they, they were doing one like like uh, every two months oh um, wow that's great yeah um but um cool. but yeah definitely like uh um like if you find like like a big uh, uh community on uh on like discord to to join uh typically some uh uh there's there's going to be somebody on there who's like hey this contest just got posted by so and so um that that happens a lot like on the protospiel uh, discord and the uh uh, and the New York uh, playtest group that's run by Gilhova. Um, oh, right. Yes, I'm familiar with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some sometimes people will post uh, um, design contests that pop up in there. I know the uh, the game crafter uh, almost always has one contest going at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the game crafter has a Discord group where you know a lot of people. A lot of people are off and on, and you can chat with them about the current contest. Um, and of course, Button Shy. Button Shy has a a great Discord community around it as well. Um, and they haven't always run, you know, contests, but you know, recently they've had a few come out in a row. Um, I will also plug uh, the Board Game Design Lab. Um, that, that website, um, is a great resource and podcast and everything for like, uh, being a game designer just generally. Um, but specifically if you subscribe to their like once a week email newsletter, um, uh, one of the little, it's, it's always a digest of like some of the most interesting articles about game design that they, they pulled together from the web, but there's always like a subsection of that newsletter that lists some prominent, uh, big contests. Um, well, that sounds like a good resource. So it's, uh, there's the 18 card role-playing game from button shy, um, the small box game from the game crafter. Um, there is, uh, uh there is a, a co-op board game design contest right now. And then um, what's, where's that one at? Is that um, game crafter? uh, The cooperative game. It's a, um, ah, this is the first time that I've pulled it up. Um, So (laughs) this is is compelling podcasting here. It's the bad comet co-op board game design contest. Um, and it's, it's, uh, some sort of group named Bad Comet, and they want, uh, they're holding a contest to hmm. make a co-op game. Um, the, the, the top award is 500 bucks. I don't know what the nice. other stipulations are, but, um, and then there's the, um, Yoka Games is putting out the World Original Design Contest, and that is that is another one that's listed. So, that's uh, Board Game Design Lab is a great resource for like board game info in general, but specifically um, 
that's one subsection that's always in their newsletter. And I, I was just uh, remembering, like, uh, Haba usually is running a, a, a design contest every year, right? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the Haba contest, even if you don't want to do it, pay the $5 for shipping and get, <laughs> yeah. like, $50 worth of bits shipped to you that's, that are amazing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What I've done for, like, uh, their, their past three three years i just recently got their most recent bag in the mail and there's just a bunch of weird chunky bits in there and even if you don't actually make a game for the contest well you've got great wooden bits to use as like player pawns or like your big first player totem and a your own games whatever let 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 your children <laughs> chew on them. I don't care. Yeah, I know. Uh, my kids like I've used them around for different stuff, and my kids love them. Um, so yeah, I uh, absolutely would do it. And at Gen Con, the one year I went, they actually had the pay five bucks, pick your own bag or, uh, of uh, of bits for the contest. And so I was like, don't mind if I do. <laughs> so yeah, all all those dead trees. Oh. <laughs> yeah there were there were a few of them i'm not gonna lie that that that, that is that is our hobby yeah <laughs> if you feel guilty about it go plant a tree yeah yeah um, plant a lot of them because there are a lot of trees that you have killed <laughs> so many um, trees dead <laughs> so on that happy note um yeah that's uh yeah there's lots of uh, the social communities and the uh, playtesting communities like Unpub and Protospiel, like you, you keep your ear to the ground over by those places and you'll hear about like a variety of different contests. Mm-hmm. Um, those will be the same communities that you can get a lot of interesting back and forth, you know, again, kind of stretching your brain. Like how, how do you go about like conquering, you know, a weird restriction you know, whatever, whatever the contest is providing for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, Ian, did so, you have any other comments or, um, is that about it? Yeah, that, that's like, uh, that's like the, the big, uh, the, the big ones that, that I, that I was thinking of, uh, while this is percolating. Okay. Did you, want to try and pitch to the uh to the podcast one of your games uh yeah i think i would okay awesome yeah so um my most recent uh game is my first uh, actual like pay pay money to to get this uh game is uh, called blackjack kingdom uh and i would describe it to gamers as a uh dudes on a map game that uses blackjack for combat resolution um so uh you you set it up you have a four by four grid uh with uh, your cities a battlefield and then your opponent cities um you have a deck of cards which is half half the deck so let's say you're the diamonds and hearts player the other player is the clubs and spades um you draw a card let's say it's the jack uh, so you put the jack down on the field. It also has an ability on it. Um, and uh, then you can move your jack around on the field and get into fights with your, with your opponent's seven. 
and uh, you start playing blackjack against each other whenever they're uh, they're meeting head to head. And uh, if you get over to the, your opponent's cities, you flip them over, uh, which gives you a point uh, whenever you flip one of their cities over. But it also gives your opponent an extra action on their turn, which makes it easier for them to flip your cities. Um, so there's like a built-in catch-up mechanic all in there. And the first player to flip three cities wins. Interesting. With the um, so with the like, so if I've got a jack and you've got a seven, mm-hmm. um, and we meet to fight. First off, is there an inherent? Is it the ability that makes it better, not the like, not the fact that I have a jack and you only have a seven? Uh, it, it can be both. Uh, so in that particular instance, uh, the jack does not have a special ability that helps uh, directly in combat. Uh, but the seven does. Um, so when, when you draw cards, you add uh, the value of the unit on the field to the card you're drawing off the top of the deck. Um, so you're more likely to get a better result with uh, with a jack than you are a seven on the field. Uh, but, mm-hmm. the, but the seven has a ability printed on it that says it wins ties on the defense. Oh, okay. So if you're attacking it, then... Right. And the normal the normal rule is that the attacker would would would, in the, would win a tie normally. Okay, okay. So that's so. It, does every card, every suit, or every every type of card have a unique ability? Yes. Uh, so all the sevens are the same, uh, but uh, but like every seven has an ability. Every every card has an ability on it that does something. Awesome. And then, so you are. If you're starting with, you know, I so I'm literally I have half the deck. Is that correct? Like you, yeah, got, basically, uh, yeah. It's, and it's a standard deck other than the cities. Yep, yep. I mean, obviously, in the fact that there's like abilities and stuff on there, but the the yeah. distribution is a standard deck. Right. Yeah, distribution is a uh, half a standard deck at the start. And yeah. the the cities are they just like placeholders that you mm-hmm. flip over or yeah they're 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 basically about them uh they're they're basically uh, tiles um. Uh, they're they're just also cards for uh, for uh, you know product keeping the production cost down. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, the even even the battlefield uh, can can get a little weird because uh, there's a card in the game uh, called the Void Weaver, uh, who can remove uh, battlefield cards from from the game, so they create places you can no longer walk because they because they no longer exist. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, so and um, uh, I, I guess the the thing I, I didn't quite mention, which is also neat, is um, if you ever bust. So if you ever go over 21 in it, uh, ever ever go over 21 points in blackjack, you bust. Um, not only does that immediately lose you the fight, but it also removes the busted unit from the game. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that doesn't sound great. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, there, there's that there's that big risk of of losing a fight, uh, but also you're you're uh, you're thinning out your deck, which can be a, a, a strategy if like you don't want a whole bunch of uh, ones, twos, threes and fours in your deck. And just like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to keep on drawing until I hit 21 or I bust. Uh, and then you have this deck that's full of nothing but like nines and tens. And it's like, yeah, come at me. I, I, my, my lowest pull is a 19. <laughs> um, 
So, so that that is a strategy, uh, but it's also uh, thinning out your uh, your deck so that um, even even in the the most brutal uh, luck of the draw scenario, there is going to be an end of the game because your deck will eventually run out of things and it'll be mm-hmm. you'll 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 no longer be able to continue the fight. So that like there there is a there is an end of the game at some point because right, right. So, someone will will end up with no cards but it usually uh, usually ends in less than 45 minutes and it's uh usually uh, uh com- comes down to to a single point determining victory well that sounds interesting and uh so how how can people check out the game uh it's on game crafter um uh, under blackjack kingdom and there's also a how to play video on youtube uh under how to play blackjack kingdom Awesome. And so, I was oh, and uh, oh, also, um, uh, the Game Crafter page has a link to the um, uh, to play the official um, uh, uh, mod on uh, TTS for it. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's. Um, I've seen more and more of that um, going on with that. So, awesome. Yeah. Not only the art is the art is fun as well. I like mm-hmm. it. Oh yeah, the 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 art is is by Tanner. Uh, oddly enough, uh, so uh, oh it is. <laughs> yeah, yes, he couldn't be here, but he is, he is here in spirit because all that art is Aha. his. He just can't get rid of that guy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic. Yeah, it's it's some fun art. Yeah, I do remember that from when uh um, I do remember that uh from when he was on talking about him doing art, and I see. Now I understand Prize Pig Games mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. because when I you said winning, I said how was your name pronounced? You said Winningham, like a prized pig. <laughs> yep. So yep. that is uh, yes. It's all it's all coming together now. Mm-hmm. I so, yeah. I had not put that together until <laughs> just now, and it it physically hurts me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh. I, I I can't take credit for that though. That that was all my mom. Uh, she had an even worse uh, maiden name, and so she got really upset when people uh, mispronounced her married name. Ah, okay. <laughs> so that that's the way she she thought up to get people to remember how to pronounce it properly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Well, yeah, no, everybody should check this out uh, on. Um, everybody should check this out on the game crafter mm-hmm. so awesome well hey thank you two for for hanging out on the show this evening we had some technical difficulties at the beginning and you uh before mm-hmm. we started recording and you all suffered through that with me and i appreciate that <laughs> as well um and uh yeah it was it was a fun conversation around uh contests and stuff and uh, are there any before we go great are there any other updates you want to give about the grubs game anything else you want to promise you're going to do or 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 mention yeah um i'll jump in for like a few more minutes here yeah Um, oh absolutely this is uh this is this is my main reason for trying to take over your show is to uh to do some (laughs) of that uh self-promotion um so yes the 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 work is somewhat apace um trying to get to that project together um, the rule book is almost completely done. Uh, some art is starting to roll in. Um, Tanner has, uh, started doing some work on that along with our other 
artist uh, Eli Edwardson. Um, uh, that art is is starting to roll in. Um, uh, one of the one of the cool things that I got a chance to do is work with the Game Crafters um, custom cut acrylic uh, that they have, um, or you could get a four inch by eight inch block of acrylic and have shapes cut out of it. Um, so learning that system for the first time was kind of kind of a hurdle to cross over. Um, but I eventually figured out how to um, lay out and carve out all the, the double-sided player tokens um, and the first player marker that are going to be in the game. Um, cool. a, a copy of that should be headed to my house any day now so I can check out if I did it right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um... So dealing dealing with like the vector art stuff for how a laser cuts out um, cuts out a path through all the plastic um, and component studio um, the game crafters like kind of in house uh, card design. Uh, subscription service um, is an excellent service and they're working on version 2.0 of that right now but um, it has a great tool for um, kind of helping to automate and optimize like how that laser moves over over that block of acrylic plastic Oh right, which saves you that saves you money, right? Is the idea right? They charge. Uh, there's a base price for um, a basic amount of cutting and the materials, and then after that, you pay like three cents per inch. Um, so to optimize the path that the laser goes through, um, mm -hmm. uh, can can save you some money. Nice. Uh, so now I have like more honed in quote on like what that component's gonna right, which cost it's scale me, it comes out that right. matters, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? When you're making one, whatever, but when you're making hundreds, it's like oh crap, better get this right. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I got kind of a a quote unquote white box slash play testing uh, version of the game that's coming to me. Um, basically, all the assets that have nice. been playtesting on the on uh, tabletop simulator, I am now going to have a physical form of. Um, it's still a lot of placeholder art and whatnot, but I'll have a physical version that I can start pushing around. Um, I've been tr another step of the process is trying to line up who's going to be doing. Uh, trying to get some social media connections, trying to start yes. plugging myself into some, uh, I've been a part of many like Facebook groups and online communities, but um, I haven't always been the most vocal person and I certainly haven't been plugging the game much. Uh, so I got to start ramping that up. Um, I'm also looking to have some uh, some social media people 
um, people who do like previews and reviews of games, uh, try and hook up with some of those people. Um, no one, the pickle is, no one has said yes definitively that they're going to do content for me, but I have a few, like, <laughs> right. like I haven't been able to sign off on, like, yes, we're doing this, here's the schedule. Can you do this? Um, Probably. <laughs> Great. But uh, I'm, I'm on the radar of a few people. Um, there's a few people that I am going to... Uh, pay for their time to do um, some videos of, uh, but those are individuals that, um, on a, a a Patreon style level, like I want to pay to support their work generally anyway. So oh, it's, bonus. it's not yeah. it's not entirely a you know this project specific cost. Um, do, 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 do. so that is. That's quite a big deal. And there are a lot of different reviewers out there. So just trying to narrow down. So many, so many reviewers and content creators. And, you know, I mean, yeah, there's a lot. Right. I've been able to talk to a, a couple uh, people who run Kickstarters um, and kind of get like their cheat sheets of like, uh, these are the people I go to the most. Um uh, I had a fun conversation with Mark Spector over the weekend. Uh, he's run a few Kickstarters. Uh, he kind of knows what he's doing. Um, yeah, a little bit. That guy's okay, you know. <laughs> uh, he only published one of your games. It's fine. Yeah, it was um, all right. I'm just kidding. Love that game. <laughs> uh, the the art in Unreal Estate really stole the show. Like I got I got to say, Which Mark had amazing. nothing to do with. <laughs> I say these things because I know Mark is probably probably listening. So, I love you, Mark. It's cool. Um, so that is another aspect that I'm really starting to crank on right now. And kind awesome. of the 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 third big aspect is uh, starting to get that Kickstarter page set up. Um, yeah, which takes longer than you'd think, right? There are like I've followed. Go to my account on Kickstarter, you'll see that I've backed uh, almost 500 projects. Uh, I have not received 500 physical products, however. Uh, <laughs> right, that's many, fair. many of those backings are like, I will throw a creator a dollar. And what a yeah, dollar yeah. pledge can buy you is access to all the updates. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, for the longest time, I've been able to like follow campaigns and kind of see how they run things. Um, so it gives me a good idea of um, how I want to structure like the during campaign and post campaign updates, but then just structuring the page itself. Um, a lot of different people have a lot of different ideas on how a page is structured. Um, and there's not a huge rhyme or reason as to, you know, what is a surefire piece of success? Like, oh, you do this and you will find success every time. Um, since I'm not publishing a game with miniatures, uh, I, I don't necessarily have a surefire way to print money for myself. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you do need the miniatures for that. That's the rule. Um, but the trying to eyeball stuff like 
Um, putting together like a compelling video to put at the top, um, to uh, break apart a couple other videos to show gameplay, and then the reviewer videos, those are all key components. Uh, something that's quick becoming kind of a, it's becoming a must have for a lot of pages is to have some sort of like uh, uh, animated GIFs like somewhere on the uh, on the page that shows like right. how components are moving around. Because you have a section of your page going, you know, how do you play this game? Um, to just show components kind of like zooming around, like really helps people uh, quickly scrolling through the page. It gives them like a good glance of like, how would I be handling these components if it were sitting in front of me right now? Right. Which um, it really, that really does help. Mm hmm. Um, and especially if uh, there are like interesting ways that pieces move or like interesting ways that um, tokens or cards stack up, um, that could be illustrated. In my game Grubs, there's, there's a couple interesting visual things going on. Um, first off, the player tokens run around kind of a circle that's kind of. Uh, the the wonky way of describing it is you're moving around a rondelle, but the spaces on the rondelle are kind of informed by what abilities you've stacked up in your own tableau. Um, so different spaces can mean different things or have different importance to different people based on what they want to collect, but what abilities are in their tableau. Um, and the second thing I can demonstrate is the cards in your tableau. Um, they uh, can, uh, you can kind of tuck cards underneath other cards to like expand the, the, the places that you can use the abilities that are on those cards. Uh, so that's another source that I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. how, how do I animate that concisely, um, to get that across to, to someone just scrolling through the page? Yeah. Um, right. So really can be eye-catching yes um so i think that's where that project is right now i am tentatively it is going to be launch the last tuesday of august um awesome. or it may be the first tuesday of september but i'm shooting for last tuesday of august um, for whatever reason, there are a bunch of smart people that have pulled together uh, a bunch of Kickstarter data, and launching on a Tuesday is very successful. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I've heard that. I don't understand the reasons why, but I trust that, oh, a lot of creators that I love launch on Tuesdays and fund well. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that. No, that makes sense. Well, I want you to know that when it's about time for your Kickstarter, we can probably have you back on. So, okay. I'll try and bring, uh, another interesting person with me and another interesting topic. Uh, awesome. But no, yeah, I, we would love to have you on and hear how it's going and talk about the Kickstarter when it's time to launch and stuff or just after it's launched or whatever. So I'd love um, it. Yeah, that'd be great. And, um, 
Yeah. So, well, I really appreciate you two coming on the show. The great topic to talk about, and I, I'm really excited about your game. Um, and uh, I'm excited to hear more about it as it progresses. It sounds like you're making a lot of really good progress. Mm-hmm. So, um, if if people would like to get in touch with us, they can of course reach out to buildinggamepodcast.com. Uh, they can email us to buildinggamepodcast at gmail.com. They can find us on Discord, uh, which you can find from our website. Uh, find us on the Twitter at podcastbtg. I'm at ja slingerland. Uh, Gray, you are are you just at Gray Dietrich? At Gray Dietrich, absolutely. Gray Dietrich, and Ian, I forgot mm-hmm. to ask you ahead of time. You are uh, at non kosher Ian on Twitter. At non kosher Ian. All right. Uh, so yes, uh, and of course you uh, you can find us in places like Facebook and stuff. But really, it's not worth it. Just uh, just come find us on Twitter <laughs> or Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fa- Facebook <laughs> is a silly place. Yeah, if you're for my friend on Facebook, I'd love to chat with you. If it's about the show, you're really better off finding me on Twitter. I'm much more likely to respond mm-hmm. um, just because of my time on the places. So, all right. Well, hey, thanks again, guys. And uh, until uh, until next time, listeners, good night. Good night. Night. Building the game with Jason and friends. With Jason and friends. Building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. With Jason and friends. Dial 770 Hotel BTG. Please don't use the email. <laughs>